You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. morning footy. Happy 4th of July. Michelle Jingris alongside Nigel Rhea Coker, Charlie Davies, and Alexis Guerreros. As I mentioned earlier, guys, happy 4th of July. It's a beautiful day. We're happy to be with you. Thanks for spending your morning with us. And uh, we're dressing pretty festively for the occasion. We even got Nigel to wear the red little... Uh, this is, this is my representation. Pocket square. Yeah, pocket pocket square. That's it. Yes. Yes. He's yes. just missing his red coat. That's no. <laughs> this, this is red enough for today, yeah. okay? Yeah. Before the show, Nigel tried to tax all of our coffee and tea. <laughs> and I said, not without representation, you know? <laughs> Got some lovely tea here. Yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting day, obviously. Most people grilling, spending time with their families. Um, we're here with you this morning. Traditionally, guys, how do you spend this day? Family. Ooh. Cookout. Games. Up going to get up caught it. after this. Let's oh, go. Nice. Upping my cholesterol. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I, I, I don't really, I don't really celebrate this day. But anyway, just before I go, I want to say happy birthday, Piper, to my beautiful daughter having an absolutely amazing Aww. day. Daddy loves you, and I'll see you soon. And also, happy birthday to my eldest sister, Vanessa. They both share the same day. Love right. you, sis. Wow. Wow. Happy birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, Piper we'll and Vanessa. That a special What's day for Piper everyone, born here? then? Yes, Piper was born here. Wow. <laughs> he said it so reluctantly. The independence baby, if you will. <laughs> she is. <laughs> but she's got a British passport. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we've got a really busy show coming Smart. your way. Lots of great stuff to talk about later on as well. Some big interviews coming up. But first, got to hit some awards. And we're going to give some love to Morning Footy, to CBS, yeah. Paramount Plus, you yourself. World Soccer Talk Awards. Uh, CBS Sports cleaning house. Bro, we, we, we sweat, baby. Let's go. Shouts to the CBS family. Thank you for everyone who voted. I, I voted for Thierry Henry. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> First shout out to you as well, best analyst. Uh, Thank just you. how does that feel? What does that award mean to you? Let's you know, the speech. Yeah. Speech. Uh, first, I want to thank uh, my wife. Uh, I want to thank uh, my mother. Uh, I want to thank my parole officer. Uh, <laughs> no, I wanna, uh, thank you for everyone who voted. Uh, super sweet. Look, you know, being someone who didn't play the game, uh, 
being someone. Someone told me I broke ground that I'm the first fat guy to talk about soccer on TV. I swear to God, I got that DM. So I guess good. Uh, I'm glad I'm breaking ground <laughs> by sitting on it. I guess. Uh, so look, I think this is it's cool. It's a, I think it's a win for everyone who's who's just a fan uh, and didn't have to go to like two a day trainings like these guys. You know, well, two a day. <laughs> Did you ever have to do that? Did you say oh double session? Double session. Here we go. We won the war in 1776. Oh <laughs> Not today. Defiance. I, thank you, bruh. <laughs> also, Morning Footy taking home an award as well. I know that you know this whole network launched just over a month ago. So to be honored like that, pretty special. It is, and uh, for me, I want to give a, a shout out to everyone who works behind the scenes. Yes, because massive. They put in all this time and effort. We came together as a group, and it, it was pretty easy for us, right? We we get to to do all the talking and have fun, but all the people behind the scenes, um, we really appreciate you. You know, we we see what you do. We respect you. The, 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 uh, the, it, it's like a family. Mm -hmm. Every time we have meetings, everyone comes together. We enjoy it. We get up. I'm excited every time I come mm -hmm. to work. So. It's so much fun. Charlie. Also, that speaks a lot about you and the type of person that you are to do that. You know, give the love to people behind the scenes. And it's true because the same thing when you play football, football club, people don't pay attention to the people behind the club, the kit men, the mm -hmm. people behind the scenes that you don't see. All you see is the star players. There's a lot that goes on behind. Doesn't speak about you. You didn't say anything. Huh? I was, I was, I gotta give Charlie <laughs> some. Charlie didn't win. I gotta give him something to say. I do wanna say congrats to Kid Abdo, though. She also yes. won as well. Yes, great stuff all around. CBS, very well done. Set a high bar. So, in, in, in at the perfect time with so many tournaments coming this way, and we're gonna touch on that in a little bit. And before that, though, let's talk a little bit. It's the 4th of July. So, let's start with the state of U.S. soccer. The U.S. women's national team, obviously, in their World Cup month, they're looking to three peat. Historic, never been done before. This team looks a little different, though. They're plagued by injuries. They're going to be missing some key faces. So let's kind of take a state of the union right now for this U.S. Women's National Team as they prepare for their World Cup. I'm high on them. They're the number one team going into the World Cup. They have some new faces. I, I think the youth infused with this group mm -hmm. because it's, it's a little bit of a turnover. I'm, I'm excited for this group. They have a lot of, of potential. They have a lot of players who are, are ready for this opportunity, I feel like. They, they've prepared. Sophia Smith is the one I, I have my eye on oh, because she's, so she's mm -hmm. just an absolute baller. I think with Port, the Portland Thorns, we've seen her more in a central role. Alex Morgan is now the, the probably going to be the captain, in, in my opinion, just because of, of all her experience. Mm -hmm. and, She's going to be leading the line. So Sophia Smith flanking her because Mallory Swanson uh, picked up that injury, um, unfortunately. So I think it's Sophia Smith is going to be that per person to take off the pressure that Alex Morgan is going to have to score goals. I think there's also an extreme amount of pressure on the younger players that are coming in. Some players that are getting their first World Cup ever because while, yes, the U.S., I think, are obviously, I think, in, in lead position and the favorites, mm -hmm. the gap between us and the competition has gotten a lot smaller. Ooh. So these younger players are going to have to step up and prove we're still that. I, that the, I think the big question mark is Alyssa Nair. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. is she the starter? Because mm -hmm. we know when she's at her best. She's a New England girl. She, you know, she gets it. She, she, she's one of those, those shot stoppers who's intimidating. But in, in the NWSL, she has not been in sharp. So if you're going into World Cup not in form, does it change in the preparation? Can she get back on track? Or is there a switch up before the, the World Cup starts? And then in the midfield, not having a defensive midfielder, the two center backs, no depth there. Only two center backs is. So the spine of the team is a little bit, uh, I guess, questionable heading into World Cup. But 
they, they have so much talent. So if they can play to their strengths, I think they'll be all right. You mentioned a great point. First of all, 14 of the 23 players making their World Cup debut. So how will these young women fare uh, on such a big stage? But a big question for me is Julie Ertz. You know, she was obviously huge for them historically, takes a little bit of time off, rehabs an injury, also has her child. She's coming back now, but I believe she's only played 90 minutes four times since she's returned. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you expect to see from her? And, and maybe what does the U.S. really need from her to make, a, to make a real statement here? Well, right now, Andy Sullivan, I think, is a starting defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. When Julie Ertz decided to come back, and I think Vlaco made that, that conscious decision of we're going to include her, mm-hmm. I figured it was going to take time. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't take a, 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 a year off or, or more and come back and, and think you're going to pick up where you left mm-hmm. off the last World Cup. So I think, you know, we've seen over the years for a player to get back to where you need to be to compete at, at over 90 minutes, it's, it's, a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think by the end of the World Cup, she could be very central to the, the giving this back line a, a, a pr- protective shield. And she's going to be, I think, relied on heavily for aerial challenges, winning the ball, and then getting uh, forward in the transition game. So Locker room presence, though, is Absolutely. huge for Julia. But don't forget about Megan Rapinoe. Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. She's, the, mm-hmm. she's a big locker room presence. She's the one who's helping a lot of these younger players transition and get their mindset ready to compete in a World Cup. All right, as I mentioned earlier, lots of tournaments coming here on U.S. soil, coming up a lot to look forward to over the next few years. You know, you've got, as you can see here, 2024 Copa America, 2024 CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup, the FIFA Club World Cup recently announced in 2025, FIFA Confederations Cup in 2025, 2026 FIFA Men's World Cup, and then a joint bid with Mexico for the 2027 Women's World Cup. 2028, not even on the list, is the Olympics. Yeah. Um, There's there's a new sheriff in town, and the rumor is, <laughs> the rumor is, UEFA Champions League final might be in the yeah, U.S. Good luck with that one. Hey, yeah. Good luck with that one. So I have a lot of questions about this and what this means, not just for U.S. soccer and how the U.S. men's national team is kind of poised for some of these tournaments, but just what this means for soccer in general on American soil. So many major tournaments that. Americans aren't typically seeing the same way that maybe you would if you lived abroad and you were following Champions League or all these leagues daily. That's why he moved here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's why his kids have the passport, right? Because you gotta, yeah. you got to submit he yourself knows. here. So let's start with, I guess, just that. What does this mean on the grand stage, just soccer in the United States, Really, the next five years, a major tournament being here every year. America's always been a sleeping giant when it comes to to football, really and truly. Um, For me, all of this now is a great opportunity for the young generation coming through to really understand the game of football and fall in love with it and what it can bring. It's, it's the world's biggest game. Like, I love football. You know, I don't care what anyone says. Football is the world's biggest game. It's the world's game. And now, finally, I thought America's really starting to enter that. And it's down for people like us and opportunities and platforms that we have to really educate them mm-hmm. about the game of football, what it means and how it can take you around the world and the experiences that you can have. Because there is talent in America. There is a lot and a tremendous amount of talented young players in America. Hopefully now of all these tournaments and all these things coming through, it can be about the education side of the mm-hmm. game. And these talents can actually really go and flourish in football and choose that as their main sport. Were you surprised when you, when you first came over? Because I'm, I'm sure you had an idea of what football looked like here, but you came over where you like, oh, this is in a much better place than I thought. 
I wasn't surprised, no. Because, you know, I always kind of seem to fall into football people and football conversations with people. For me, I've always known there's talent here. I've just always had criticism for how they nurture the talent, how they teach the game. That's just my only issue that I've seen here. But there's a tremendous abundance of talent in this nation. And I just hope that, mm -hmm. you know, we can continue to develop the game. All right, and now say me, Pledge of the Legion. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I think it's the most important thing is the visibility yes. of the sport. Having this many competitions, I think that's something we could all talk about. You can find, you can find talent in this country. You could find people to talk about the sport day in and day out. But to have it be omnipresent, have it be in front of you at all times, is something that's very difficult to do in this country. Now with these many competitions, especially the sport on both sides, men and women, it's huge. And it it's going to be huge you, for the growth. It gives you a reason to follow teams consistently because mm -hmm. you have a chance to maybe then see them on U.S. soil, maybe the first year, maybe not, maybe the second year you have a chance to see them or players from there playing for their countries in a tournament in the United States. And I just think also about like all of these young kids making memories with their families, like these memorable moments going to these huge games with packed stadiums and and those those moments stick with you. You know, when you're yeah. a young Oof. player, they're defining moments. The ninety four World Cup in particular for me. That, yeah. That's yeah. where the, the dream was was born. To watershed. And, I, and I'm just thinking about kids in twenty twenty six. Huge. Yeah, huge opportunity. Just very exciting for the United States coming up. Okay, we've got a busy show as I mentioned. We've got to take a short break. When we return, Ali Trost Martin joins us with the headlines eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Orlando Pride have signed Brazilian defender Rafa through 2025. She's the fourth Brazilian player on the team, obviously in some good company. And how about that for a signing video? Not a bad way to be announced to the Orlando Pride. I've actually been to that restaurant. Have you really? Yeah. I, when I hosted uh, the Florida Cup in Orlando, the owner of the Florida Cup is a Brazilian guy. I invited everyone to that restaurant. Look at that. It's actually pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Rafa Salza was not there, uh, very unfortunately, nor did she FaceTime with me. But it was pretty great. In pretty a great. Yeah, I've had oh, Norcal. <laughs> I think it's no, I know you. Uh, you're uh, saying pretty great. Yeah, all right, whatever. Let's not get into it, into it. But Nork got better at Turakiria than Orlando. Sorry, Orlando. Uh, Allie Trost Martin is with us for the headlines this morning. Hey, Allie, what you got? Hey, guys. Uh, some Brazilian steak on this fine 4th of July. Why yeah. not? Yeah, hey. Sounds good You're not to me. in Kansas anymore. <laughs> I, although I look like Let's I'm go. skimming Dorothy today, but uh, got the red heels on, can't see those. Um, but speaking of the pride and their legendary star, Marta, who we saw in that video, uh, she's just weeks away from her sixth World Cup with Brazil and has confirmed that this one will be her last. Uh, Marta, who is the country's all-time leading goal scorer, made her first World Cup appearance at 17 years old back in 2003, but has yet to lift the trophy. Now we head over to the Saudi Pro League, which is adding more and more players by the day. But it's not just players. European manager, managers are also being hired. Mahaba, Anna Steven Gerrard. 
Anna El Etifaki. See you soon. Uh, so then there is Steven Gerrard announcing on Twitter that he's the new coach of Al Etifak. Gerrard led the Rangers to a Scottish Premiership title in 2021 before leaving for Aston Villa, where he coached the club to a 14th place finish in the EPL in 2022. He was dismissed from Aston Villa this past October after winning just two of the first 12 matches. And in other Saudi Pro League moves, Marcelo Brozovic and Hota became the latest players to follow Cristiano Ronaldo and Karim Benzema in the talent pipeline. Brozovic has completed a $19 million transfer to Al Nasser after his deal was reportedly in limbo late last week when an initial offer of $25 million to Inter Milan was retracted by Al Nasser. And the Portuguese winger Hota has left the Scottish champion Celtic in a $32 million move to Al Ittihad, where he will team up with Benzema and N'Golo Kante. The 24-year-old recorded 28 goals and 26 assists in three seasons with Celtic. And we go from the Saudi League back to Europe, where a long list of Americans are set to make moves this summer. According to multiple reports, Christian Pulisic has rejected a move to French club Lyon and prefers that Chelsea sell him to AC Milan. The Rossoneri have reportedly made a $15 million offer, which is well below the $27 million that Chelsea are seeking. And another American poise for a move away from England is Brendan Aronson, the U.S. men's national team midfielder, is set to join German Bundesliga side Union Berlin on a loan from Leeds United. The 22-year-old joined Leeds in a $35 million transfer a year ago and had just two goals and three assists on the season. Charlie, we'll start with you. Do you like Union Berlin as a destination? His brother, Paxton, is in the Bundesliga already. Absolutely. I think it's a great step for him to play in the Bundesliga leave the championship, which I think would have been rough for him considering his style of play. And they're competing in Europe. It, it's a massive step. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. So now he just has to get comfortable with his team as quick as he can, learn the tendencies, and then he, he's got to deliver. The championship wouldn't have been a bad step for him. Like, I think for me, the championship is Here we go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here we go. The championship Do you smell beans on toast? League. <laughs> beans I smell beans on toast, bro. No, it's, it's the tea. <laughs> anyway, the championship really is a good league. It really is a good league because he's going to get game time. Are it's you suggesting it's games. better That's to be in the, the championship than no, the Champions League? It makes, obviously, no, sense. In the Bundesliga. I do, what you're, I do understand what you're saying. Do you think he's going to get enough of an opportunity in the Bundesliga? Because that was an issue with Leeds. He wasn't getting the kind of playing time that could give him some consistency to help him find. Uh, he chemistry. did get the playing time. Early on. And, and he, uh, his he biggest got the playing time, and then he didn't do anything. And Okay. The, the Shift of is, managers. It's the, not all his fault. No, also, oh, his it, biggest issue is, is his the, lack of physicality. In the championship, you know, the championship is one of the most physically daunting leagues. physical, but you're going to get a lot of game time. When you're young like that, it's about playing games. It like, is. I, I started mm -hmm. my career in the championship, and I wasn't the biggest, but I was naturally strong. But... It's the game time. Just drop that in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was not that big. Naturally, but wait, no, no, I was. Yeah. I wanna, I was I he's like, I was strong, gorgeous. What, I mean, this is a, <laughs> you know, the fast. championship too. There's so you're fighting for your life. You're trying to either to to advance or move up if you can. It, it, what does it teach you about yourself as a young player? I'll simplify this. The championship for a young player is where you get great football education. When you get to the Premier League, all that is is the quality aspect of the game. That's what it is. I think the championship would have been great for him because of the football education, the amount of games you play week in, week out, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, you're constantly learning and playing games. The more games you play, the better you grow and become as a player. When you get to the Premier League, it's just that finishing article moment of it. I'd rather you play on Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. It, it's, it, you have to be built different. And I think 
looking at his player profile, the reason why it was very difficult for Brent Aronson to have success at Leeds was hit the transfer fee that Leeds paid to bring him in. Mm-hmm. Expectations are here. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the, the club's most expensive transfer. You have to deliver. Yeah. You're coming in for Rafinha. But he's, and, not, and but he's, you, he's not a straight. player who's, who gets goals. Okay. He's not a player who's, who's scoring goals. He's not a player who's, who's known for you know, the assist part. It would have had to take time. And the style of play that Leeds were under Jesse Marsh, it didn't suit him in the end mm-hmm. because the, the expectations were not going to be matched with the style of play. So going to the Bundesliga, I think now he'll, he'll be on the ball a little bit more. They have a more, a, a more fluid style as opposed to North South North South and, and a Although, physical game. Union That's is, why it, Union is a bit more North South. <laughs> Union is but, the one team that they, yeah. they play a, a little bit more. A little bit more leads. direct. Yeah, but and, the expectation is only that high because he came into the Premier League. Now, if he was coming into the Championship, different kettle of fish. I think that for me, I'm telling you, he would get better football education going to the Championship than going to Germany. Because again, going to Union Berlin, if he doesn't hit the ground running, he's not going to be playing. There is no participation trophy or you did well. No, he's that's the, got the, to. That's the same everywhere. Yeah, that's everywhere. That, well, a chance. Also, there's DFP poll call. There's other competitions where if for some reason he's not getting those minutes, he will get it in the secondary competition. But I think that's the right step after the Austrian Bundesliga to make the, the step to the Bundesliga. We'll agree to disagree. Yeah. All right. Of course. Yeah, Champions League over championship. All right, okay. we'll leave it at that. We'll see if he can make the most of this opportunity. We've got plenty more coming up on Morning Footy. A big game ahead. Al Trafico, the third installment. Expecting record-setting numbers tonight for this game. Plenty more when we return. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Some MLS matches for you on this 4th of July. Inter Miami taking on Columbus. FC Dallas taking on DC United. Orlando City taking on Toronto FC. Colorado taking on Portland. And guys, the game of note of this, I guess, of this round of games today. LA Galaxy, LAFC, El Trafico. They, uh, MLS is expecting record-breaking sellout crowds at the Rose Bowl for this matchup. LA is unbeaten in their last five, I believe, four ties since mm-hmm. parting ways with Chris Klein. We talked about the Galaxy a little bit yesterday. Has anything changed that you can see on the field since this news, or, or do you, are there areas that you still want to see improvement from this team? Nothing's changed for me, in my opinion. No. Nothing at all. They're, they're massively <laughs> under. <laughs> he ain't lying. I'm being very no, honest. No, yeah, he ain't lying, bro. They're still, they're still underachieving, even even. Massively under. Four, yeah. four draws in the it last was, five. It, Chris, to be fair, Chris though. Klein. Yeah, you you can remove the president. It doesn't change. It's not changing 
the tactics or the players selected. Mm -hmm. or that was more of a cleaning house move. The yeah. fans wanted him gone, not because they thought it would have changed the direction on the pitch immediately. Yeah. Now it's about, you know, how hot is Greg Vanny's seat? I think oh, that's a conversation. Is it? Because it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel it like doesn't they're going to be it, winning. No, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't feel like doesn't. change is coming. I, I, I'm no. telling you right now, it's scorching because there will be an eventual person who takes over and fills that position. And at the end of the season, they're going to evaluate where this team is. But why go to the end of the season? That's my thing. I think for me, you can look at the performances. The performances I've seen from LA Galaxy have not been sensational. No, it hasn't They've been. They've got one of few draws, people are starting to get hit hot on them again. But for me, still, when you look at the overall performance, it's questionable. Mm. They're so susceptible to long balls. They're so easily beaten on a simple long ball, direct ball, they can see goals for fun. And they're it's, extremely ineffective in front of goal as well. I mean, it's tough to be both of those. Yeah, mm. ex exactly. So I just don't see a team that's got a structure, a style of play, a system. You know, they're, they're just so completely inconsistent. They don't look like a team. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing that I see. It's 14th versus second place. Mm -hmm. But right now, second place is a little wobbly. They have seven points in the last 10 games. Mm -hmm. LA Galaxy has seven points in the last five. Like, LAFC is not necessarily rolling That's into this super, super confident either. You made an excellent point. I mean, this is obviously a matchup that both teams take very seriously. You know, going into it, I don't really... I don't really think what's going on externally matters. They try to both focus in for this game, kind of an anything-can-happen situation. And LAFC, as you just said, you know, since their CCL uh, semifinal loss, just two wins across all competitions. Mm -hmm. So you're right, they sit in second place. But if you're LAFC, are you concerned at all about your recent you, run of play? No. It, you, you, you should You, be. you are. No. Should because be. it's not – Ten games? They, they, have, they have players. Obviously, they have players. They need a goalkeeper. I mean, they've been waiting for Maxime Cripo mm -hmm. to get back. But you, you can't expect to win, I think, a full regular season and have results if you, you don't have a, a top goalkeeper. So they need a goalkeeper and, I think, a striker. And, and that's what they're missing. They uh, have the, the chance to bring it. I'm sure uh, you look at the transfer window and you're, you're thinking not it's an attractive yet. place. No. Oh, okay. You, you bring in somebody. <laughs> You got, some, you, got, you got something against him? Uh, yeah, unless unless there's a VIP table uh, yeah. near the bench, he ain't coming out. LAFC. <laughs> Listen, Charlie, I think for me, when you look at LAFC, Vela for me has been the biggest underperformer on that front line. They've yeah, got a great front line now. in Bowanga, Vela, and um, shoot, I forgot his name now. His name slips in my mind now. Tillman? Poku? Apoku? Apoku, yes, Apoku. They haven't been performing. That's been their biggest letdown. Boranga's kind of gone off the boil a bit. He's not, as, he's not playing as well as he was at the start of the season. But Vela, for me, has been the biggest disappointment in that front three. He's the one that really needs to step up. He's got the experience. Mm -hmm. Top-class player. But it seems like he's just taking it way too easy. Yes, defensively, they are questionable as well at times. I think that the one game that I saw was Vancouver really pushing high up against them. And Vancouver beat them at home because they really took the game to them. Mm -hmm. you know, they fought fire with fire. But I think for me, LAFC, I'm not really worried about them because they've also showed signs of rotating their team, bringing a lot of youngsters in mm -hmm. and going on the road and get a win against Sporting Kansas City. I think coming off a loss, a shock loss to FC Dallas in this game, as you know, it's a derby game. Anything can happen. This is the perfect game for LAFC right yeah, to now get to back really going. get back going. And I think there's some questions. Aaron Long hasn't provided the stability that they were hoping for in the back line. Mm -hmm. But for me, the question is, Chirondolo clearly proven he's an incredible manager. Now comes that man management. You know, yeah. Bob Bradley, for all the negatives you could say about him and his style, 
it clearly seemed to work with Carlos Vela. Something was working there. He seemed to be able to make Carlos Vela tick. I'm not necessarily sure what you're going to get out of Carlos Vela now in this stage of his career, but you would want to see Chirondolo be able to make that switch. Can you make him turn it back on? What other matchups are you guys looking forward to tonight on the pitch? Into Miami versus Columbus. Oh, okay. I was speaking specifically still El Trafico, but oh, hey, you want to go there? We could go there. <laughs> yeah. too. I was talking player match. I mean, I wasn't clear. That's okay. What do you want to see? I was going to say you want to watch it. Let's see Miami play again, isn't it? It's just, it's just we're going to get out of Inter Miami. That's the that's the talk mm-hmm. of the town right now. I think Tata's first game is in charge today. Then he takes over Inter Miami today as the coach, I believe. This is the first game he'll take charge of. But uh, until Messi gets there, if, I could If care you less. were looking at Inter Miami, what player could you could you? Th- vision really helping this team even mm. with the the new recruits coming in with Tata bringing in who like Joseph Martinez does he stay do you think Martinez is the one you'd have to keep for now once you think once, Tata can get the best he out can, of him? he'll definitely be able to get the best out of Martinez Martinez is the one he needs to they need to start scoring goals they need to start taking chances yeah big time I, maybe Leo Campana you know someone that it, to me it's like who who would Busquets and Messi want to play with? Mm-hmm. I don't know if Joseph Martinez fits that bill for some reason. For now, yes, until other arrangements can be made. But for now, yes. You want, to, you want Lionel Messi in the final third. So when you, if you want to see the best out of Lionel Messi, you've got to get him in the final third, and you need to get him a striker that can make runs and actually take chances and finish chances. Here's the best part about Lionel Messi coming in. Is who's defending? Who's going to be defending on that let's, team? Let's, let's leave the defending for now. Let's just yeah. try and score more goals than the other team. I right? think there's a bunch of players playing in Latin America that are not good enough to have played for Barcelona or PSG but are good enough to play for Miami mm-hmm. that will think yeah. this might be my last chance to play on the same team as Messi. Mm-hmm. So there may be a bunch of guys coming in at non-contracts that you have to give them TAM or DP that just want to play with Messi that might be coming in from some of those bigger leagues in South America. But, but to go back on what you're saying, Ricky Pooch, I think, is the player that you are, are looking at in terms of this matchup. Can he... Can he have that magical moment mm-hmm. in, in, this, in, this, in this matchup? But magical yes. how? Because he gets the highlights, but he doesn't get the stats. We need to see them stats. Yes, but, but the, that's what I'm saying. That he, all he's comes he's capable of doing that. And Chicharito, with him being injured, because last season they had some connections where you say, okay, this, this partnership, maybe this something's going to happen. But Ricky Pooch is a quality player. Look at this. But Denny Bowanga's got never, he was 11 ne- goals he was to one. never a goal scorer out of midfield. He was never a player that was looked but, at to, to create in the attacking third. More is asked of him now. You're saying that. He's taken 50 shots. Yeah. Yes, but it's not football intelligence. This isn't. This is the battle of the All-Stars. Whoever has the better game today, their team will win. For me, it's what I say. Ricky Pooch is a young player still learning the game. The direction that he needs comes from the manager or the coach. Oh, what, Listen, what's, what's, he, what's he learning? That's what I know. Oh, I got he was Listen. in Barca. And okay, also, but no, but what, for me, it's he, like... Where is he learning? What's but he learning now? But for me, if I was a manager or a coach there, I'd be like, listen, your job is to create chances for this team and score goals. I'll deal with everything else. I'll deal with the press. If you're doing what I tell you to do, we will be successful. I don't see that. I still see Ricky Pugh at times getting the ball and showing how young he is because he's not playing football with that highest level of intelligence, but all of that comes from a manager that's getting to understand the discipline aspect of the game. When Ricky Pooch is in the game, to, he's not coming to Galaxy to learn anything. No, when he's, he's in the game, the, he's the, the most DP he's the most talented deliver. player on the pitch every time he's on the pitch. But what? he's not the best player. 
He's the most talented. He's got the most talent of anyone else on LA Galaxy by far. He's not uh, the no, best player. Uh, Who's better? Boanga. I said LA Galaxy, my bad. Okay. But, I said, <laughs> but, but he doesn't get, he's not, there's no end result. He's cutting people up. He's making really smart, intelligent moves. He's finding space, but there's no end product. How you take 50 shots and only score one goal and you're saying he's not a goal scorer? Why are you taking he's 50 shots? He's not a goal scorer. That's what I'm saying. If he's taking 50 shots, that's got to be coming from the manager. There's a, there's, a lack of, there's a lack of unity within this team. There's no one for him to pass to. He should be getting assists. Four assists is nothing and, and, at this and, point. And Jovalic has not been used at, no, at, not at all. all. To, when he was scoring a... buckets. I love the debate. We have to take a break, Sorry. guys. This was great stuff, though. I'm Good being stuff. Told Very to exciting <laughs> ahead of El Trafico. Uh, obviously, it's the 4th of July, so we're getting in the spirit. We're going to be talking what's cooking next with the transfer season, the market, lots of, uh, lots of good stuff coming our way on Morning Footy. Stay with us, everyone. It was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. To morning footy. It's 4th of July. <laughs> wow. We're in the spirit, obviously, here on morning footy. Uh, very festive as well. And this is just dads being dads on the 4th hey, of July. You know? Is that Grilling is sure. obviously a big part of the Thanks day. The That's what it's like yeah, having a dad. There you go. Huh? So we're going <laughs> to chat, you know, what's cooking. All right, let's dive in here. So this segment, what's cooking? I love it. Uh, very, very on brand for today. So we want to talk about what's cooking for transfers in the market right now obviously uh, lots of lots of action going around with the US players that we're hearing but Nigel which team do you think has done the best so far uh, I'm gonna go with Chelsea okay Chelsea had a very bloated squad and they needed to get rid of a lot of players to stand a chance Pochettino's coming in mm -hmm. now they've actually kind of got a squad size to what Pochettino would like you're talking also the talking conversation with the Chelsea thing is they've sold players to rivals you know, you talk about players like um, Ko uh, Kovacic going to Manchester City, mm -hmm. Kea Havertz going to Arsenal, and Mason Mount going to Manchester United. These are rivals for them for Premier League title. You talk about N'Golo Conte leaving, Koulibaly, Edouard Mendy, and maybe Hakim Ziyech leaving also to go to the Saudi Pro League. Chelsea needed to do that. They've mm -hmm. done that. And for me, the two biggest signings for me is Nkuku coming in. He's a big signing with great potential. But the one superstar that I'm looking at that's a real diamond in the rough that has the potential for me is Caicedo coming in. Because when you get a player like Caicedo coming in maybe next to Enzo Fernandez in that midfield, you've got someone who's got the ability to be N'Golo Kante and also for me, the ability to be Mason Mount. So you've got two players for one and coming to play with under a manager like Pochettino, mm -hmm. I think he's probably one of the best things that Caicedo could do. I think he is the best midfielder next to Jude Bellingham that was available in this transfer market. And a clean Ooh. slate in a lot yeah. of ways for Pochettino, right? Like giving, getting rid of so many huge names. Obviously, it's no secret it didn't work for Chelsea, but to rebuild in the way that they are and getting guys that it seems like will fit really well within his system. It, it fits firstly for Pochettino. You know, you've mm -hmm. got a young squad coming together, hungry players to prove themselves, which is what works best for Pochettino. It doesn't really 
really like too many senior players. You have to be the right kind of character to play for Pochettino. But for me, Chelsea have had a fantastic uh, transfer window so far because they had to do that. Who, who on Chelsea already stands to benefit the most with Pochettino as manager? Can I give a name? On, give a name. What's your name? Steve? I have two names. I'm going to start with Mikhailo Mudrik first. And second is uh, Lukaku. If he can unlock Lukaku and make him actually want to play at Chelsea and play well in the English Premier League, this would be a huge turn of events mm -hmm. for both Lukaku and uh, for um, But do you, for think that that's, do you think that that can happen? No, I think Lukaku wants to go. But it's the end of the loan. If nobody's willing to purchase him, he's going to come back to Chelsea, whether you like it or not. So I think that's possible. And Mikhailo Mudrik played one game really well in the uh, Euro 21s, mm -hmm. under 21s. But he did look good. I just want to add one thing, though, because now if Lukaku comes back, it's different circumstances. Because he burned his bridges with... Uh, Tuchel. Now it's Pochettino, different manager. Oh, did he burn his Stamford Bridge? Am I right, everyone? Oh, oh my goodness! Sorry. With that, I've got to actually send it right back to you. Which yeah. team? Uh, which team are you looking at? Sorry if I'm cooking here on the grilling segment. Uh, I'm looking at Arsenal, obviously. Uh, speaking of Kai Havertz, brought him in, um, coming into Chelsea. I'm sorry, coming from Chelsea to Arsenal, uh, 76 million dollars. Um, Declan Rice coming from West Ham, a massive, massive, a real statement signing if you're Arsenal. This is the biggest transfer fee that we've ever laid out for a player, a player like Declan Rice. And what you're doing is you're taking two 24-year-olds and replacing two of your oldest players in Shaka and Partey um, with these two young players, exciting players, bringing Kai Havertz back into the position that he excelled in when he was in Bundesliga and not, you know, trying to start him as a number nine at Chelsea, uh, which was an absolute mess. Oh, so you've got uh, Timber possibly uh, possibly finished. It's looking like it's going to get done. We're continuously bringing in younger, younger players. And really, oh Arteta has a five-year plan, and we're well ahead of it at this point. So I'm really excited. This is Champions League is back at the Emirates. This is huge. Massive, massive signings. I question Kai Havertz going to, to, to Arsenal. Why is that? I just don't see how he fits Arsenal. I really think he, he could be a problem at Arsenal. A dynamic a midfielder that can float around your front three. I don't see how you don't he think fits, that fits Arsenal, Arsenal? and his, his personality. I think it's a risky one. <laughs> his personality. His personality. <laughs> you know what? Right. Hey, let me cook now. Arteta swipe yeah, right. Get in there. Grill a little something. Let me get out of this. Grill a little something. You can go back. Let me go ahead. Flip that. All right, we're getting out of the English Premier League. Flip the personality. We're going to Syria. And I'm going to Milan. Okay. Okay. So Milan, they sell Tonali to Newcastle for 70 million euros. Big money for Big Tonali. money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you're saying we're going to bring in Ruben Loftus-Cheek and we, we also let Brahim Diaz go back to Madrid. Serginho Dustin definitely didn't work out and Slatan retired. So you have right now a net spend of 52.5 million euros mm. in the bank. What do you do with that? How do you invest? Well, Pulisic is rumored to be coming to, to, our, uh, to Milan, and they, they need to fill that void of, of that right winger because Rafaleo is, is locked on the left side. You have Giroud up top. I think you need to go out and, and buy a striker as well. So I know Faler and Balogun has been linked there, mm -hmm. but it seems like they're looking at Americans. Pulisic, Balogun, Yunus Musa. I like that, seems considering like <laughs> that they, they all fit in with this team. Loftus-Cheek in the midfield with Rade Krunic, Benasser had a knee uh, injury, so y you need someone else who can play un underneath the striker. And if Pulisic comes in, maybe he's playing as a ten, which I've seen, uh, I've heard, uh, read that Pioli sees him as as an advanced central midfielder. So I'm, I'm excited for Milan. 
Champions League semifinalists. Huge. This mm -hmm. this this team has a lot of quality and and a lot and of momentum. A, a lot of a lot of uh, young players across the back line. I, I liked what. Tamori looked like last year. Teo Hernandez is, is a beast on the left side. I think they could improve Calabria. I know he's been the captain, but I don't think he gives you enough attacking. So as, as depth for the right back position, this team can still improve. Nigel looks like he's going to explode. Nigel, you got to add? <laughs> it must be 4th of July, you know, going to AC Milan. They want to sign all the Americans. It must he's be 4th of July. He's yeah. cooking. Um, all right, you all made very good arguments. This is a difficult one to decide, but I'm going to have to go with Chelsea. There you, you go. The spatula. Maybe a little right, bit let here. Let me sip on my tea. Uh, maybe a little bit spatula. here to give him some love on this day. Wow. Wait, look at the technique. Um, a clean slate. Yeah. Clean look at slate technique. for Chelsea. We'll see what so they do with Michelle the rest of the... Michelle is Benedict Arnold today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh. I'm letting him too. have his moment right here. Uh, but great stuff. Yeah, we've got plenty more coming up, guys. Let's keep it rolling. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.